so I had another vision and this vision um was pretty much confirmation um with I, I'm sure that God will lead me to the exact scripture. I don't want to rush God because I noticed that a lot of people they say that as soon as they wake up from their visions they God leads them to a scripture and they get confirmation about the vision that they just had. But I have visions so often that God has pretty much, you know, reassured me like when it's time for you to get that confirmation, you'll have it and it'll be great. You can get it now, but um, you know, what's more comfortable for you and what's more comfortable for me is that I just read the word every day and I you know I learn from it what I can learn from it you know every single day and so I'm not looking for an answer and when I'm looking for an answer I'm placing answers where they may not belong or I'm forcing things like I know that God will lead me to it in due time but um so you know that's what works for me what works for me is just to just go with the flow when I read my Bible. I just go with the flow of it, and I just read the Bible, and I just, you know, learn what I can learn, you know, without trying to match things. I let God match them in his time. So he does that, and when he does it, it's always perfect. It's always fulfilling and right on time. And it's always, you know, fitting. And I'm always glad that I waited, you know, and let him do it. But um, I had another vision and this one was significant enough where I felt like I should, I should um, talk about it. And in this vision, and I hate to, you know, I always have these visions after, like, secular type movies. So I try to not watch them as much. But, like, to be quite honest with you, I'm starting to feel like it's a connection between that. And... But um, a, a movie I watched it influenced this vision, but at the same time, God was very clear. He was very clear about how he felt about all of it. So um, I think it's probably because of idolatry. Like, he doesn't want me to idolize these actors or the people in these movies or these movies because they are just people. They are not special. And most of the time, they are, you know, dragging others down with them with the idolatry. But... That being said, I had a vision while I sleep while I was sleeping. So this whole entire week that was passing, and really month, when I sleep, but it was it got worse in the in the last week. When I sleep, I can feel a spirit just trying to choke me. I can feel a spirit trying to just hurt me. The spirit wants me dead. The spirit hates me. Like and I pray and I pray and I pray, and the spirit just lingers. Right. So I just prayed over it and I just, I just, at some point I just said to myself, it doesn't matter. Like this spirit wants me to fear it. This spirit wants me to feel like, um, it's more powerful than God or that it's really doing something when it's not. So I'll just keep praying and keep following my regular schedule and not getting out of bent, too bent out of shape about it because I can tell this spirit wants to feel powerful. Like, look, you're praying more and I'm still here and I'm just like, whatever, you know? Just like the rest of the spirits, you'll be gone soon, you know, but I'm sure you feel more powerful. Just like Sometimes you get spirits and demons where they feel like, I'm the big one, I'm the bad one. You know, I'm the biggest and I'm the baddest. 
and you don't like and you're just you're so used to seeing these demons come and go you've seen demons just a million demons just like it in your past you've got past those what god has gotten you past those and you're just like whatever you're just here for now i mean i guess i just have to you know, keep praying and pray a little, not even pray a little bit harder. I don't even have to pray harder for you because you're the kind of demon you feel like you have to make me pray harder for you. And I don't, I probably have to pray less. Like it's the demons that feel that they're big, the biggest and the baddest that aren't. And the demons that, you know, are just demons. They really usually be the stronger ones. The ones that feel that they are the stronger ones are usually the weaker ones. But this demon is like, I'm big and I'm bad and, and you're going to pray harder with me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive you crazy. And I'm just like, you know, um, you'll be gone soon. And so I didn't do anything differently. I just prayed before I went to bed. And when I woke up in the morning and, you know, I didn't make, you know, I didn't overdo it or anything. And I just knew that in due time and God pretty much told me a week in a week, this, this demon will be gone in a week. Don't worry about it in a week. And I was like, you know, I just didn't know, you know, because like I said, I've been at spiritual warfare for a year and a half. I believe anything God says is true, but I just felt like, you know, these spirits are, you know, they're lingering at this point. But but it doesn't matter because God said a week, but at the same time, I didn't want it to get mixed up with other other words. You know, these demons lie a lot. So I was asleep. And it's been a week, exactly. I was asleep, and in this vision, I was pretty much in this movie that I just had watched, a secular type movie. And what happened was I went all the way to the top of a tower. I was at the top of a really tall tower, and there was the CIA agents again. And they were all crowding and blocking the way to get down the staircase. And at the top of this tower, there was um, this rope that reached to the sky. And these CIA agents, they were like, we're going to kill her. We're going to kill you. And they were trying to kill me. They really wanted me dead. But, you know, I wouldn't say the reason was unclear, but the reason is the same. It's been the same since it started. They, they want to kill me because... God is doing something through me. He's tearing them down. He's exposing them. He's exposing them for claiming to be some false God who can beat God and leading his people astray. So he's just exposing them. He doesn't even have to kill them because what's worse than them dying is being exposed for the fakes that they are. So he's exposing them and now they want to kill me because he's, you know, he's using me as a vessel to do it. But it doesn't matter because they're not going to touch me. And he's made that clear. And so God is serious. He is so serious. Oh, my goodness. They think he's playing. I don't know if they think he's playing or they're just, you know, so used to getting away with stuff or not. They're not even it's not even that they are just like. They're really just messed up and just what's the word I'm looking for? Um, They're upset, but they're just. They don't have, you know, they're they're stuck. They don't have a plan after this. He's tearing out everything they work for, and they don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do. So I'm sleeping, 
I mean, in my vision while I'm sleeping, I'm in the vision. I can feel like I'm awake though. So I'm in, I'm on these stair. I'm on the top of these staircases. No more, nowhere else to run. We ran all the way to the top, and pretty much like there's a bunch of different characters from different movies I've been watching lately with me. There's this stream reaching to the sky, and then the CIA agents they're standing at the stairs, but they're standing at a distance because they don't want me to see them. It's almost like as soon as I see them, they hide. They don't want to be seen. So I still saw them, though. I still saw see them. And if this is the same person, if I saw this man in person, I would know his face. I would know him. It's the same person every every time he pops up in these visions as this agent. And it doesn't matter to go looking for him because he's already defeated with God. And he knows it, but he is after me. So this is when um, I see the CIA agent. He's at the bottom of the stairs. And it's a few of them. It's a whole crew behind them. And, like, they're all just, like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're all just, like, they don't know what to do. They're all over the place. And they usually so organized, so they don't know what to do. They are losing it. And they want to kill me so bad. So they're like, we don't know what to do, so we want to kill you. And, like, they're just so upset that they're disorganized, being exposed, and, you know, just helpless. They're helpless. They've never been helpless before. They really made themselves to feel like they're God because they've created this fake uh, idol whom they have people worshiping and people are dying for it. People are doing all sorts of crazy things for it because they believe it's true. So they really start, they're really delusional and believing that they're really this God, but really they're just people behind it. And the worst thing for them is to be exposed, just like the Wizard of Oz. The worst thing for them is to be exposed as, you know, all of these theatrics and all of these little Things that they do to make themselves seem bigger than what they are. They're really just human beings like the rest of us behind some type of technical device with a bunch of money. That's all. And the money worth nothing when it comes to God. They can't even use it to keep them warm. So, um, this is when they're at the bottom of the stairs and I'm at the top and they're like, give her, give her to us, give her to us. And like, God is like, you're not getting her. Like, you're just not like, move, go. And, like, they're just like, we're going to kill her. We're going to kill her. And God is like, he he's not saying much. Like, they, this is the people around me. People are, people around me is like, we're not giving her to, giving her to. No, I don't know. I was just, I'm not going. I was just, I'm not going. I'm not going with you. And um, God was like, um, they were like, well, we're going to kill her. And they really started to try and kill me. Like, they really, they were serious. They were really about to kill me. And God was like. Kill her and all of y'all gonna die. Think I'm playing. And so they was like, yeah, whatever. And they started towards me again. And and then next you know the whole world, like, it just started rumbling. Like, like it, everything just started shaking. And, like, it was super scary. Everybody's heart dropped. They felt that they was really about to die. So they stopped and they tracked and it stopped. And then it was like what and they tried it again and they started towards me again and it started rumbling like like, a, like everybody's about to die again and so they stopped in their tracks because they knew that it was not planned and then that's when everybody started talking again like where they was at like they didn't want to move they was too afraid to move and it was like 
we need to do this and we need to do that. And I couldn't even hear what they was really discussing. I just, at this point, I don't care what they're discussing anymore because I know that they're not going to win. And I already know that God knows. So if I was supposed to know, then he would tell me. So they're discussing, you know, terms. I guess they're trying to bargain. Like, well, if we, if she can do this or we, if we can keep this, then we'll do this and we'll do that. And God, and then, and then God is like, no. He's pretty much like like nothing that they're able, they're not able to come to a compromise. So they're like, then we're going to kill her. So they start up to try and kill me again. And and then God shakes the earth again. And they and it, the our hearts, all of our hearts sink. But I but God is like, don't you be afraid because you know where you're going. You're going to heaven. They are afraid because they know if they die right now, they're going to hell. So he was like, so. You don't have to be afraid. So if they kill you, that's cool. I'm going to kill all them and they're going to go to hell and you're going to go to heaven. So that's when um they was like, they all stopped in their tracks again as soon as the earth shook. Like, And then it was like, he's he's really serious. He's really going to kill all of us. They thought that God was playing. It was so upset because it was like, he really going to kill all of us. And they, they didn't even say for her because it's not even just for me. It's for me, but it's really for the cause. He sent me here to do something. To save people. And you are so upset that I'm doing that. You don't want me to save people. You don't want to be exposed. So you're going to kill me. No. God said that's not happening. He's going to kill y'all instead. All y'all. Every single last one of y'all. And it's so many of them. So they really thought that he wouldn't. Not not they thought that he wouldn't. They, they But they really thought like it's so many of us. He probably won't. He's like nah. I'll kill all of y'all. Every, each and every single last one of you. And so... That's when um, I'm like, I'm up at the top of the stairs and I'm not, it's not that I'm super like, aha, but I'm like, he's serious. I'm just like them. Like, he's serious. He's really about to kill everybody. He's not playing. God is not playing. God is like, oh, yup. Mm-hmm. And so they tried it one more time. It's like they kept trying it. They kept pushing the limits and he's like, push it too far. Go ahead. I want you to because they they know better than to go cross that line though. They 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 cross boundaries, they cross lines all day and all night, but they know better than to cross that one. And that's when God that's when I'm like, "Yes, God. Yes." Because you finally you finally like not you finally, but oh, they finally get it. They finally get it. Because they so cocky. So what? We cross lines all day. What is a boundary? What is a line? Ain't nobody going to stop me from doing this. Who going to stop me? And then God is like, cross this one. I dare you. And as soon as they get close to it, he shock them right back. Like, stop playing with me. Matter of fact, do it again. Got them shook. And they is so mad about it. Because they so used to, you know, feeling like, can't nobody shake me. I got everybody else shook. And God is like, oh, okay. And so they tried it one more time. They inched toward this line one more time. Like, we're going to kill her. Really was serious, too. Because when they plan and they and they not serious and they just talking, he like, I don't care what they do. I don't care. I'm not about to entertain it. They they're just they just want attention. But when they serious, he right there. Like, serious. So when they not serious, he like, whatever. When they is serious, he's right there. So that's when um that's when um they tried it one more time. They inched towards 
they inched towards me and the people who was with me, who was, you know, protecting me. Well, I don't know if they were protecting me, but they was like, you know, fighting too. They were fighting too. And um, they inched towards towards us. It was just a few of us, like three or four, and like a bunch of them, like hundreds. And so they inched towards us again. And that's exactly when um, God made it rumble for real this time. Like it was, it was almost to the point where he couldn't catch it. Like it felt like it couldn't, like they could, like it couldn't be caught. Like it couldn't be stopped. Like it's done now. I ain't finna stop it. Even if y'all turn back and be like, okay, we was just playing. Nope, I ain't playing no more. It was almost to that, and then they was like, oh, okay, they got the point, and then they stopped. And they turned around and they left. And they didn't like leave, you know, super ecstatic. They just left like, we know better. We really going to die. And they were so serious too. Like it was so serious because they was just like, he really going to kill us. And you felt it. Like he he's not playing. He's not playing. He's really going to kill all of us. Like, each and every single last one of us. And they thought because they had majority in number that he would spare them because he didn't want to kill all of them. And God is like, yeah, right. I will kill each and every single last one of y'all. Think I'm playing. And they thought he was until he wasn't. I mean, well, he wasn't, but until they found out he wasn't. And so I woke up. And when I woke up, the whole feeling of the vision was still there and they was so salty they wanted to cry they were so mad they wanted to cry like ooh I just want to kill you but I can't I'm gonna die and I know better so now only thing they can do you know and it's even to the point where they so scared they, they even too scared to keep talking stuff about it and they ain't never been that scared they ain't never been that scared. They 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 too scared to even keep talking that mess because they feel like they're gonna die. And I just felt I just wouldn't let it go. They they were so mad, they were so they so salty that, you know, I I know that. They didn't want me to know. Even if anything is going on behind the scenes, they just don't want me to know it. Like that's how much, you know, of an influence I feel I have over them. But it's not even me, it's God. But it's like I guess that it's it's just so upsetting for me out of all people. It's a lot of people with God. But it's so upsetting for me out of all people to know and to have and to know that God is defending me and that they can't beat him and that they are not able to bully, you know, anybody into, you know, they're not able to bully anybody into just they're not able to bully God into taking their side. And God is just like, you know. God is not playing. He's not discussing it. This is not a discussion. It's just when you get serious, he gets serious. And he's right there and he's not playing. So they so upset about that. They so mad because they just so used to being able to, you know, bully anybody in my life to turn against me so that they can feel like they got more power or winning. And God is like, nope, not me. Not me. So that's exactly when um I woke up and I'm just like they so mad they like stop thinking about it. Stop stop thinking about it and God is right there like think about it as much as you want. 
Stop playing with me. Because if you try that again, you're you're all going to die. Yeah, die. I am not playing. Because he's been doing a lot. He really been doing a lot. He's been showing them who he is. He Everything they've been doing been backfiring in their face. But they just so mad about what they losing. That nothing is enough until they die and go to hell. So he's like, okay, if that's, if that's what's going to make it enough, that's what's going to happen. If you want to keep playing with me. But they know better. They knew better because they was playing and they was inching towards it. But I'm telling you, they got too close. And God is like, I will kill everybody. God was not, oh, I'm telling you. I am telling you. God was not playing and they knew he wasn't playing. Like when your father get the belt out, he been warning you all day. Like, listen, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a tear you up. If you keep playing with me and you've been getting away with stuff all day, you've been inching towards it, but you, you take it too far. You get right there where you take it too far and you know he about to really tear you up. And so you finally sit down, even though you've been trying him all day. That's what it was like. Because he was about to kill everybody, like not just whoop them, not just reprimand them, not just hurt them, not just make them suffer. He was going to kill them. And I'm just like, yes, finally, because they need to stop playing. They need to stop thinking that life is a game or that God is playing with them for real. They doing too much. They really is doing too much, but they not no more. They know better now, but I'm telling you, like putting demons on people and just doing all this sick, evil stuff. Like, and it's just like. You thought you really so confident that God got so much compassion and mercy that he's just not going to wipe each and every single last one of y'all out. It doesn't matter how many of y'all it is. Because I got a feeling it's in the millions. Must be like a million. And God is like, I will will kill all of y'all. I don't care if it's bodies on top of bodies at the end of this. Y'all going to stop playing with me. What did I say? When I woke up, I was just feeling so good. Like, yes, 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 yes. I'm protected. Like, it's like I can't say that I wanted. I just wanted them to have to be, you know, have to go through that. But at the same time, I do because I want them to stop trying God like this. Like, when it come down to it, they could say that they don't like me for a million reasons. But the real reason that they don't like me is because God do. And so... Yeah, he was like, I will kill all of y'all because y'all only upset with her because of me. Y'all upset with her because I'm using her to expose all of y'all demonic activities that y'all been so freely doing and in, in, um, in hiding. And now you're getting exposed. You can't hide no more. So you want to kill her. I'm going to kill you. So... You know, they just talk stuff and do all this extra stuff. But I bet you they won't try that again. I bet you they won't. And if they do, they know God going to be right there like, mm, do it. Do it. I want you to. <laughs> I love God so much. He don't want me bragging and boasting so much. But I love boasting about God because people love to feel so tough here on earth. People love to feel like they the biggest and the baddest. Especially Satan. He love, you know, exerting power over people. They love to feel powerful. 
They love to feel like people fear them. Ruling and fear, that's something only God can do. Because anybody else who try to rule and fear, first of all, you are subject to dying. Second of all, like, that's not going to last. It's just not going to last. It just don't work like that. Only God can rule in fear because nobody can beat him. Nobody. Anybody else who try to rule in fear, you will meet your match. You just will. That's just the facts. See, God doesn't have a match, so he can rule in fear. So they feel like, I'm God. I'm bigger than God. I'm just as big as God. You can only do what you can do until somebody bigger come over you and little dog you. And now you got to serve them. And so whoever this is, they so used to being at the top of the food chain. They 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 want so bad to to ignore God as being the creator of it. The creator of the food chain. They want so bad to be able to ignore that and to be able to, you know, just completely rule that out like let's not even put god in it of course you don't want god in it because then you cease to exist you have no power you're nothing and so now that god's in it they so mad they want to take them out of it at all costs and it ain't happening so they just mad at me for what's been doing what's what god has been doing through me thus far because all the way up until now i guess maybe they was getting away with it or all the way up until now they was super comfortable in the position that they're in all the way up until now they must have felt like they had it or they weren't exposed and now that god you know has used me to expose them they want to kill me for it like it wasn't god who used me to expose them but since you can't beat god you want to kill me don't shoot the messenger just don't shoot the messenger because guess what? The person, the God, God who sent the messenger, he ready to shoot you. But that being said, like, I just, that just felt so good. It felt so good because that's all they try to do is try to make me feel like you outnumbered. We got, we exerting power over you. We got power over you. You can't do nothing about it. We're going to cross all the lines and what are you going to do about it? And God is like, now what are you going to do about it? Because I dare you, cross this one. I will kill you. And they didn't try it. And they felt so good to see them squirm because they just love to exert power. They love to feel like, oh, we so big and we so bad. Well, be big and bad now. You weren't big and bad when God just told you to try that. Yeah, you stopped in your tracks then. Yeah, you came to your senses, didn't you? You crazy any other time. You daring. You a daredevil. You ain't dare that. So, now I'm going to say it. I ain't going to say it every single time, but now I know I got that. Anytime they try me. Anytime they try, I feel like, yeah, what you going to do? What, what you was going to do that day? What you was going to do when God was about to kill you? Need I remind you? You was going to die, and you knew it, and you weren't trying it. That being said, I don't want to sound like that person. <laughs> I really don't want to sound like that person that is just like, you know, and sound like I just got to I gotta have that because God don't like that. He don't like when you got to have that. You don't have to have that, and that's why he did that because I didn't. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't saying, 
ooh, you know, I need God to, I need God to, you know, put y'all in your place. I wasn't even doing that. I was just, you know, it's going to happen. It is. It's just, it's going to happen. It's just, it's not that I want that to happen to you. I really wish you would just learn from what you're doing. I wish you would just turn around. I really wish that you would just, you know, I wish that you would just come to your senses finally or just let go, whatever, whatever it is. Just let it go. Move forward. Realize it's done. It's over with. You can't, like, what What are you trying to do? What's your end game? You can't be God. Just, you know, just realize it's out of your control now. You can't do that. Like, it's, you failed. Just realize you failed. That's all I want. But this person is just so power struck. I never fail. Just like the devil. That's how the devil feel when he lose to God every single time. No. I was going to win. No, you wasn't. You wasn't going to win. That's why you didn't. So, like, they just suffering. They really suffering. And, like. I'm just, like, the only thing they can do at this point is drag it out. Say, like, we're going to drag it out so you suffer. We just want you to suffer for as long as possible. I'm just like, okay, you know, do what you got to do. Because as long as I know, you know, what that destiny look like. As long as I know that at when it come down to it, when it's time, God going to make everything work out for my favor. He didn't take me through this for nothing. Only thing you can do right now is try to convince me I ain't getting nothing out of it. And that's only because you ain't getting nothing out of it because you chose the wrong side to begin with. That being said, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful to be on the right side. I'm so grateful. I always, always knew. Like, I never doubted God. I always knew that this will, all my, like, being on the right side and stick and sticking up for God and sticking up for what I believe in and staying true and righteous and good, no matter how tempting it, it felt or looked or seemed to be bad or to or to you know go out easy or take the easy way out always knew this would turn this would um you know be beneficial but also I didn't care if it was I didn't care if it was beneficial because what's beneficial is not changing myself in order to fit in with others like that's the worst of all of it even if I get nothing out of it that's still better than you know selling myself short who does that? Clearly a lot more people than willing to admit. And so that's what they really mad about. We sold ourselves short. We can't get you to sell, sell yourself short. So we want to kill you. We don't need nobody sticking up for themselves and what they believe in around here. Find out, you know, it's always benefits to that. That's why you try to. That's why you try so hard to get me to sell myself short. Cause you knew that if I didn't, I would in the end benefit. One thing you was never able to make it to. Too bad. I'm getting my prize. And you forfeited yours. So you try to get me to forfeit mine. You weak. But that's what cowards do. You was a coward. You went out like a coward. And you so mad that you finally... You done, you done been able to make everybody else around you go out like a coward. And you so mad that you finally faced the kind of person who ain't one. You finally have, you know, experienced and been in the presence of somebody who didn't go out like a coward like you. 
And so you want me to go out like a coward. You want me to fit, forfeit my prize for not being one. In the end, they just don't want me to, they don't want me to get to that point where I look back and I say, look at all this that happened. Look at everything they tried to do to stop me. And it all worked out for my good. Thank you, Jesus. They don't want me to have that moment. They don't want, that's why they want to kill me now, because they know it's coming, and they don't want me to live to see it. They don't want me to live to see that moment. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. It was all worth it. It was a lonely road. Nobody else was around. I still made it through. And I'm telling you, at the top, it's lonely. It's lonely at the top. It really is. And I, I, I know that a lot of people, a few people will be there who were, who was genuine. But nobody would have made it like I did. Went through as much as I went through. Accomplished as much as I accomplished and did not fold on God. Nobody would have done it like me. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to, you know, finally be able to be be able to experience that and be happy about it. I'm telling you, after everything I've been through, after everything I'm still going through, I'm getting so close to that. I'm getting so close to that victory. They don't want me to have. They so mad. Ooh, they thought they could. They thought they could keep me from my victory. They tried everything in their power, everything they could possibly do to keep me from my victory. And God is like, no, she's getting that. What are you talking about? She's getting that. And now they so upset about it. They'd rather me die to see that. No, she can't have it. It's it's sad, you know. It's really sad. But when it come down to it, you know, they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep doing whatever it is they possibly can to try to keep me from my victory until I finally get it. And when I finally do get it, I'm going to thank them for all that they did. I'm not going to be upset or bitter or miserable. I'm going to be happy. Happy for me. Happy for them. Happy. Like, I hope that they can be happy. Like, I'm going to pray that they can be happy for me. Even though they try all that they can they power to keep me from it. I'm going to pray that they can be happy for me, you know. Because I will be happy for them. Even if I was on their side, I would come to my senses and be like, I mean, that person deserves it. Look at all we did. Look at all we did to try and keep them from it. Look at all we put this person through. And they still made it through. They deserve it. You know? Like, let me just be real for a second. Let me stop being fake. You know, just to feel like I can get some, I can gain something from being fake. Let me start, let me just be real and not expect nothing from it for five seconds. You know? And let me acknowledge that they deserve it. And <laughs> and I just hope anybody can be happy for me. God said when I get there, which I will get there, I'm not going to feel like, ah, I did it. I'm not going to rub it in nobody's face. I'm going to feel bad for the people, you know, who don't, who aren't, who aren't happy for me. I'm going to be grateful for every person who tried to stop me. Everything I had to go through to get there, I'm going to be very grateful for it. And very grateful to where I made it to. I'm not going to be who I think I'm going to be. Where I'm going to be like, yeah, now I'm about to show them, about to rub it in their face. Nope, now I'll rub it in nobody's face. I'm just going to be happy I accomplished it. 
And I'm going to be thankful. Not, not happy I accomplished it. Happy God accomplished it. And I'm going to be very well aware that I wouldn't have been, been able to get there without God and his help. And I'm going to be very well aware that, you know, everything that everybody did, even the worst things that was done to me and the worst things that I had to go through to get here, it all was necessary. It all was for a reason. And I'm thankful and grateful for each and every part of it. And I'm only going to think to myself, I wish that I had, not I wish that I had embraced it more, but I could have embraced it more. Even the worst parts of it. I could have embraced all of it just a little bit more. So, I can't wait to get there, you know. Somehow I feel like I already am. But, um, only thing I'm going to do is try and help others get there too. I'm not going to say, I made it here and I without no help, so now you got to do it without no help. Nope, I'm going to help as much as I can. I'm going to help as much as possible to get anybody there too. Because that's what the Lord, that's what I wanted. That's what I needed when I had to do it. But also I'm going to realize that it's significant. It's some it's significance in going through that storm alone. It's, it's significance in it, especially because God let it happen like that. If you were supposed to be helped up, you would have been helped up. But since you had to fight your way to the top, you had to fight your way through it. With only God on your side and only God helping you through that. That's what needed to happen. And it's beneficial for you. It made you the person you're supposed to be. And, you know, pressure made diamonds. So... You know, I just, I hope the best for everybody. I hope that I can help people. I hope that, you know, people are in a position to be helped. Or not, you know, helped, but I hope that I can still be, you know, a good role model or a great example for others who may be trying to get through it. Or who may, you know, want to do things the way I did it or come up the way I came up and just be able to fight their way through and learn from things that I've done and pave new ways like God allowed me to do. I hope that God can allow them to do it too. So I'm telling you, God, all glory be to 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 God. I would not be here without God. Like literally a lot of this stuff I never knew I was capable of if it were not for God. God makes the impossible possible like there's no way I would have seen myself this way a year ago there's no way I would have accomplished this much a year ago no never mind I did but there's no way I would have seen myself accomplishing this a year ago and who's to say what I'll see in another year and a year after that in the year after that, in the year after that. Thank you, Jesus. You're so graceful, merciful, compassionate, and kind. And most of all, generous. And wonderful. God works in mysterious ways. Never give up fighting what you believe in. Never stop fighting for what you believe in. Because if that's what's hard, then that's what's best. If it's harder to fight for what you believe in, that's what you need to do. Because the easy stuff is 
the least reward. They have the least rewards. Even if you make it out good, at least okay on that end, you still won't have what you should have if you fall for what you believe in just a little bit more or if you took the harder route and end up with a little bit more. That being said, peace and blessings. I love everybody. I love you all. And I hope that I was able to encourage anybody. Okay, so I realized that um, at first, I believe that the, because I wasn't recording, things are getting evidence of what was happening to me, that I would wound up more blessed in the end because... Honestly, that's what God told me. And also, it's in the Bible. Like, Jesus is like, if somebody wrongs you, allow them to and forgive them. Somebody steals your cloak, give them your other one. And whatever else it is that they request from you, allow people to do you wrong. Because in the end, you'll win more by not, you know, responding to them or seeking vengeance on them or just needing to you know have vindication from whatever it is that they did now usually I'm like that but recently I was placed in a situation where it's like I'm being oppressed I'm being oppressed because of and it's not a race thing I'm being oppressed because I am a demon slayer and anytime I'm in the area or anytime I'm in you know around demons like, the devil is using them to oppress me. And it's unfortunate because nothing is taken seriously at this point. Like, nothing is serious. Nothing. Like, what is the most serious thing to you? What would you consider the most serious thing? The police? Law enforcement? That's not even taken serious at this point. Um, What else? Um, The president of the United States? No, not taking that serious. Um, how about your boss or your job? Would you consider that serious? Absolutely. That's not taken serious either. The bank, where you bank your money, where you put your money at, that's not taken serious. Um, how about your doctor? Medical, you know, professionals? Nope, they're not professional. Like every single little thing is not taken serious at this point because what you don't realize is that a lot of these things that we think are normal or logical or make sense, they just simply don't. They simply don't. And the law here is not the law to God. So, well, God says respect your lawmakers and respect your, you know, officials, your vote, you know, the respect your appointed officials here on earth. But I believe... While that's true, it's true to an extent of pretty much he means just let anything happen to you. You have to let anything happen to you because that's what will happen if you are with God. Anything will happen to you. Like God will protect you and everything, but you have to pretty much just let anything happen. And that's the faith. That's stepping out on faith with him because that's what's pretty much happening to me. Like everybody who's in these so-called professional positions or all who are supposed to be law who are supposed to be enforcers of the law or supposed to be people who are you know serious are not like none of it is serious it's all a joke it's really all a game because when you realize everything is in the spirit and you start fighting things in the spirit 
all of the immaturity starts showing. They start being very immature. They start playing with things when usually it was taken serious. Like, for example, with IRS. Nobody plays with the IRS. That's not even taken serious. Everything is a game now because you realize that all these, all that most of these people who are involved in this have is this world, is in this world. And so when you start fighting things in the spirit and things beyond, they, st- they have to play with what they can. They have to use what they can, which is this world. And it's so amazing the things you start seeing. You start saying to yourself, I'm just a simple civilian or I'm just a simple human being or person. And then you get all these different attacks from all these different places that's supposed to be super professional or above you. And you're now you're in conversations and rooms where you should never be. Because according to paperwork, you are not, you know, qualified. It's amazing when you're with God and when you start fighting things in the spirit, the different levels and the different places you'll end up where you should have never been on paper. And so that pretty much just shows you that nothing on paper really matters. Nothing. Everybody says go to school, get your education, work hard to be who you want to be. But when it comes down to it, none of that matters here on this earth. None of it. I'm going to tell you right now because with or without that, there's certain principalities and powers behind these things that if you don't abide by these principalities or powers or you're not someone who's going to fight them to the ends with God, then they're going to be able to play over it no matter how qualified you think you are or how qualified you are on paper. So, for example, you can go to school for 20 years, get your Ph.D., and be a qualified doctor. But you, if you are a target for them, you would never get a job a day in your life. Because that is how they work. We have to oppress you. We have to put you in a position where you need us so that you abandon your beliefs in God. Because they believe that they have a certain amount of power here in this world that God, you know, he is not worried about or he's not exerting strength or power over in this moment so this is the way that they can get you to abandon god and your beliefs so they've been trying to get me to abandon god and my beliefs for a while now specifically the last year and a half and i'm i've been new but i'm seeing that it's everybody and everything i can't associate with not one person not even my mother not even my sister or brother I cannot associate with them. I cannot take them serious. I would even think that I could associate with a person of God, but I can't even associate with them. Like there's, like I said in a previous episode, there's certain people who go through these things, who are going through these things, who understand what it's like, who I feel that I can trust, you know, but I still automatically know that it's only to a certain extent. And I don't want to take that away from them that they understand what it's like and they would never turn on me. I've never had a reason to, you know, feel that way. But I also know because God tells me that, you know, the deeper I go into this situation, the more God isolates me from everybody. Everybody sets me apart in order to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish in me. He'll, I can't 
can't count on anybody but him. It has to be him and him only. It just has to be. And I can say, well, I can trust this person, and then he'll show me why I can't. If he places me in enough in a in a, a more high risk situation, I will see why I can't trust them. And it's not because they're not trustworthy. It's just because a lot of when God like puts you in a fire, you know, a lot of people won't be there unless they absolutely have to. A lot of people are bailing before that, unless they absolutely have to be in that fire with you. Like, they don't have a choice. And to be quite honest with you, I can't all, all the way blame them because, in a way, I'm going to be there regardless. But in a way, there were so many times that I even wanted to get out of the fire or lead a fire. And I didn't have a choice. I had to stay there. But the thing about it is I always have a choice, though. Because I could either abandon everything I believe in and get out the fire right now. I won't have to worry about nothing. I'll be okay. I'll be comfortable for the rest of my life here. But the thing is, I understand that that's not more important than eternity. So if I was to abandon everything I believe in right now, everybody would love me. I wouldn't have an enemy on this earth. Matter of fact, I'd probably get everything I want here as far as money, popularity, and things, whatever it looks like. But the real, the true, I would have abandoned. And I would never do that. Like, that's way more disgraceful than anything that could ever be done to me here. And so I find myself having to go through this stuff alone. Not alone with God, but it feels like you're alone. Like It never feels like you're alone, but in the flesh, you're alone. I have to go through this stuff in the flesh alone because... The devil's able to use everybody around me in order to oppress me and keep me from, you know, accomplishing what I need to accomplish, which is pulling people out of that illusion. The illusion that whatever it is that they have here is better than what God can offer. The illusion that whatever it is that they're doing is better than what God can do or is doing. And it's just so offensive. It's so offensive to, you know, be expecting professionalism from people and to find out that, like, nobody is professional when it comes to this situation. And you can't take anything serious because they're not to be taken serious. They're a joke. It's a joke. It's all a big joke. And so, like, Literally, when you're following God and you're faithful to God and you're serious about God, you literally can't do or have anything. You literally can't. You just can't. You have to trust God to give it to you if you have anything. You can have faith that you'll have it. But in reality, anything you really want, the devil's going to try and offer it to you and get and get you to choose that over God. So you literally can't even have anything. You really can't. You have to pretty much suffer. You have to suffer without because that's what the demons will do. That's what the spirit is going to do. They're going to suffer. They're going to make you suffer for not for sticking up for God. They're going to make you suffer. And I guess the biggest question I have right now is like, why? Like, because I know this is God's will, just like it was God's will to harden Pharaoh's heart. Like, if God didn't want me in a situation, I wouldn't be in it. So I guess my only question right now is like, why would God allow? this like 
I kind of know why. I know that it's because, you know, I need to see everything that is going on. Because I've been had ways out. I've been had, like, every single day I'm offered an easier way out. I could easily take that way out. Still follow God. Still be a follower of God, but not be who I'm supposed to be with him. I could easily do that. So I know it's for God to show me all these different things that's going on behind the scenes and how the world really works. He's trying to open my heart and unblind me because before I must have had some type of fairy tale view on how things worked. Feeling as if, you know, if you're really that good, if you're really a good person and you work hard to get where you are, it's going to be fair. No, it's not fair. It's really not fair. You can work hard. You can be a good person and you still won't get anything. You know, because when it comes down to it, I mean, unless God allows it, because when it comes down to it, like they're they're in control of these things. So it's like now I'm recording stuff that's going on around me to prove that this stuff is really happening, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to prove it because people, even though they know it's true, just my word is not, you know, they're going to be like, whatever, nobody believes that. They're going to lie and say nobody believes that when they know it's true. So I found myself recording things, and then I realized like it doesn't even matter if you record it. Who are you going to show it to? Nobody is taking anything serious right now. Even if you show it to somebody, you can show it to them and be like, look, this is what happened. And they will be like, I'm with them too. Like, at this point, like, God is the only thing sustaining me. I can't. I really can't. But at the same time, I can because here's the thing. They wouldn't be doing all this towards me if I weren't powerful, if I didn't already have victory over the situation. See, they're not bothering the people who are submitting to them. They are not bothering the people who are not intimidating them. They are not bothering the people who does not who doesn't threaten their position where they are. They're not bothering them. They're fine. They're able to float on by. They're doing whatever they, you know, not whatever they want, but they doing them. But the people who are who makes them uncomfortable, the people who threaten their position, the people who they have to watch. Because if they take their eyes off of them for one second, they're afraid that their position will be, you know, snatched right from up underneath them. That's the kind of person I want to be. I don't want to be the person who you're not worried about. I don't want to be the person who, you know, it is, I don't have to worry about that person. I don't, you know, that person is safe. I feel safe around this person because this person can never challenge me. This person can never do nothing that I won't be able to handle. But since you have to watch me, you have to run ahead of me and try and set me up or set traps for me. I know that I'm capable of something you won't be able to handle. You know it and I know it. Because otherwise you would not be worried about me. Just like you're not worried about Joe over there who's safe. So... That being said, I mean, it's blessing. It's a blessing. And well, there's highs and there's lows. There's highs and there's lows. The high is you know that you are set apart. You know that you are very capable. You know that you intimidate people. You know that you are destined for greatness if they're that worried. And the lows are, it's lonely. 
Everybody is going to be against you. Especially when you're the best. Everybody's only against you when you're the best. Otherwise, they minding their business. Why would they be worried about you if you were any less than the best? Like, come on now. And you're going to have everything said about you that could possibly be said about you. But does that really matter? Does it really matter when you are the best, when they're still worried? All of this stuff you had to say about me. I'm so horrible in your eyes, but you still can't stop looking. Why is that? Is that because the bad is so interesting? Or is that because the good is so intimidating? Which one is it? And a lot of people just love to get my attention. It's funny how I will go out into the world and like, I'm ignoring people. I have to ignore them. And they like, you have to ignore me. Aha, I I can get a reaction out of you. That's why you have to ignore me. And as soon as you entertain them, they're like, yay, you entertain me. Like, that's why I'm not entertaining you. Because you just, you would just be happy to even be entertained by me. That is just too much. It's too much. But um, that being said, like, I'm still going to document and journal all of this because one day it's going to matter. One day I'm going to be able to help somebody. Like, I'm sure whoever it is is hoping that they can stop me or hoping that they can stop what's happening. Already happened. They couldn't stop that and they won't be able to stop this. But I'm sure that they're hoping that they can somehow do that. And... I need to have this on file so I can look back and say, I remember when I was in that position <laughs> and things were going that way. Now look. Look where I landed. Look what they tried to stop and weren't able to. Look at all that they were doing at that moment. And look at how where it got them. Nowhere. So, yeah, I'm going to keep documenting this. I feel that it's necessary. And also on top of that, like it's going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel way better when I get there. Seeing where I came from to where I'm at. Seeing what they did to what they got. Seeing who they were to who they are. Because a lot of people are being snatched out of their positions. The reason why you're so upset is it doesn't make sense for somebody who feels that they're so above you. Or that you are not qualified to be in their position, to be intimidated by you, or to do certain things to sabotage you or to keep you from getting there. You don't keep you don't try to keep someone down who you don't feel could ever get there to begin with. And it's so logical. So I know that if I'm not going through these things, then I must not be nobody. And I used to say to God, like, God, I'd rather just go unnoticed. I'd rather just be nobody then because people are ridiculously evil and malicious and they're out of pocket. They do too much. They kill for opportunities like this. And God is like, no, first of all, know that you're safe with me. Know that I I got your back. Know that nobody's going to hurt you as long as you're with me. But also know that you don't want to be the person who is nobody, who doesn't have anybody worried about them, who isn't being, you know, oppressed or sabotaged or nobody's trying to stop them. You don't want to be that person because they have nothing to stop. They have nothing to offer. 
And if you had nothing to offer, then of course nobody will be worried about you. But since you have so much to offer, everyone is. And you should be happy about that. And one day you will understand the significance in that. And whoever it is is hoping one day you'll feel like, I wish I can go back to when I had so much to offer. And God is like, you're never not going to have so much to offer. You'll never feel that way. And that's what they want. They, they're like, I know that you have so much to offer. You've already experienced this. Everybody worried about you. But hopefully one day you'll see what it's like to look back and not have anything. And be like, I wish that, you know, I could go back or be living in your glory days. Nah, God is like, you're, you're always going to have glory days. You're never going to be looking back and saying, man, the good times. Nope. Because you're going to have more and more good times. It's never going to be a dull day in your life. And they're banking on that. They're hoping that. They're hoping that one day everything dies down and you only have what you had. Nope. You're going to have this for the rest of your life and eternity. And they're going to hate every second of it. So I'm not saying get used to it because you're not going to be able to. But what I'm saying is embrace it. Embrace every second of every hater, every saboteur, every revealing moment, every validation, every vindication, every intimidated individual, every single piece and part of your journey. Embrace it because... These are the makings of who you are. And one day you're going to look back and it's going to be legendary. It's going to be legendary. It already is. I can see that it already is. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, people, if they either can't stop it, they want to, you know, I hate to say it, but they want to get a piece of it. When they find out they can't stop it. They want to get a piece of it. That was because of me. I had something to do with that. It was all me. You ain't do it alone. And it's like, I guess if that makes you feel better, you're right. But when it comes down to it, with or without you, I would have still been me. And obviously you knew that if you were in the midst of it. Otherwise, you would have been somewhere else. Trying to be in the midst of that. Because you felt like that was going to be something. I don't like that type of person. Who's like, I saw, the, I saw the potential in you. And I'm the one who, you know, helped you to become who you are. At the end of the day, if God said it, okay, that's true. But if you say it, it's, why don't you see the potential in yourself though? You saw more potential in me than you saw in yourself. I think you're just an opportunist. Meaning, if, of course you saw the potential in me because I already had it. If you saw the potential in somebody else, that's where you would have been. What am I supposed to thank you for that? I'm supposed to thank you for acknowledging who I already knew I was. And if you say that, they're like, you're sound, you sound arrogant. But it's like, in reality, if I weren't who, if if I didn't have potential, if I weren't who somebody you saw interest in or felt like I had potential, you would have been somewhere else. You wouldn't have cared about me. So what am I supposed to acknowledge you for? You wouldn't have acknowledged me. And that's what's so funny 
And people would love to say, you don't have this or you don't have that. But why are you sitting around saying that? Why do you have to sit around and tell me what I do or don't have if I don't have anything? Like, you're not at a grocery store that's not carrying what you need. What you Like, you're, you're going to go where you need it or where, where they have what you need. You're nowhere where they don't, they not, they're not able to supply you. So why are you here if I don't have any supplies for you? But of course, they knew that already. And they was hoping you ain't see it. Otherwise, go where they have what you need. Please. Go where you, you can get supplied. If I'm not supplying you here. But you won't. Because you are being supplied. You just don't want me to know that you know that. That's embarrassing. Of course I know that. Are you serious? That being said, I'm starting to embrace everybody, you know, trying to sabotage me, talk about me, do whatever it is that they're doing. Because I realized that, you know, it's for a reason. They see my destiny. They're confirming everything for me. If they weren't here hating or doing whatever it is that they're doing, then maybe I'm not going to be who I'm going to be. But that being said, I still wish the best for everybody. I still wish that everybody could um, see the potential in themselves, rise to that potential, and spend that time on becoming their best selves and getting the best out of their own destinies rather than try to rob someone of someone of their own of someone else's rather than try to rob someone else of theirs i hope that they can you know reach for the stars in their own lives rather than try to eat the scraps off somebody else's table set your own but you know they're still praying on my downfall. They're still hoping, you know, one day I won't be who it is I intended to be. God's not going to make me who he's already told me I'm going to be. And to be quite honest with you, I keep thinking about where I came from to where I am now. Like, I remember when I was growing up and I didn't have, you know... All these different people worried about me every second of every day. And I still knew I was amazing and was going to be amazing. So what makes you think that anything that you're doing right now is going to take that from me? When I'm, I've grown like this, I'm built like this. I'm going to be like this with or without you here. You're just here because you don't want to miss a piece of the action. Well, newsflash, I've been living this action my entire life. You thought that when you got here is when it started? You st- you can't be that stupid to think that when you got here is when I became somebody. You wouldn't be here if that was the case. But I'm sure you feel like that. I'm sure you feel like that. And I want you to. Because I want you to look stupid. I want you to look really dumb. When you find out with or without you here, I'm still going to be great. I'll probably be better off when you ain't here, to be quite honest.
But to be quite honest, I don't even want to give you that. Make you feel like, oh, you're stopping something. You can't stop anything this way. And you clearly see that. But I want you to clearly see that with or without you here, this is going to happen. That's why you're here and can't leave. Because you're afraid that as soon as you leave, you're going to miss it happening. That means you know it's going to happen. you just here waiting for it to. You just want to see it happen. And good for you. Good for you for having faith in me, but I feel sorry for you for not wanting me to know that. That's unfortunate. That being said, I hope that I can offer encouragement to anybody who's out there who feels the same way that I feel. You wonder why everybody's around you trying to down talk you before you even get something started or trying to make you make you look as if you're not good enough or qualified to be somewhere. Like it shouldn't be you. When in reality, if it shouldn't be me, then it would be you, right? Because how do you feel? You feel like it shouldn't be me because it, sh- it, c- it should be you? Well, then why isn't it? Or it shouldn't be me. Who else should it be? Find them. Because otherwise, it would be them. And if you feel like it is them, then why are you here? I hate when people expect you to be dumb. They expect you to see, feel like, oh, it's something wrong with me because you said it. Is it something wrong with me or something wrong with you for really believing that I wouldn't realize there's nothing wrong with me. That's why you're here. Like there's a lot of things wrong with a lot of people and you ain't looking for them. So don't believe nobody who try to tell you it's something wrong with you or it's something that you need to fix when all they can worry about is what's going on with you. Trust me, it's something really right about you. And they hoping that if they say everything that's wrong or try to make something wrong about you, that you will ignore what's right. Don't let them do that to you. Make sure every single time they highlight what's wrong, you show them what's right. Hello, I wanted to come back and I wanted to talk about um, what I've been dealing with lately. And I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. So I noticed every time I come on here, I say, I'm going to talk about what's been going on. And I kind of sugarcoat a few things. I don't sugarcoat it, but I kind of just, I don't want to say the wrong thing and discourage anybody. But today, I'm not going to care if I say the wrong thing. Because I feel the Lord has been putting on my heart to say exactly how I feel. Not the wrong thing. And even that is like, in a way, kind of sugarcoating it in a way because... You know, while I know everything that's on my heart is what the Lord's put on my heart, it doesn't matter. This is how I feel. I'm just saying how I feel. So it just doesn't matter. So so here's what's been going on. So, and when I first started this walk with Christ, what happened was the first sign of anything it was when I was like really into it with a breakup with a guy and that wasn't important because at the time even though what happened was at the time I was like I'm gonna do the worst I'm gonna go and do the worst and I didn't 
At first when I said it, I didn't mean it, but then I meant it. And I was really going to go do it. Only because I felt like maybe this would be a push in the right direction of the person I need to become. Because I'm usually not that type of person who even cares. I'll just move past it. Like, it happened. It is what it is. I'll find someone better. I'm sure. But this was like, I felt like maybe that's the reason why people feel that they can do stuff like that and get away with it with me. Because I'm always letting them get away with it. So maybe I need to go do something like somebody else would do where someone wouldn't try that person because they know that they wouldn't get away with it. They know that that person would do something crazy. I've encountered so many different people where they're like, nah, I know I can't do that with this person because that person will probably do this or that person will probably do that. I know that person will do this or I know that person will do that. So it's like you're not trying them. You're not even trying them because you know better. You know that they're going to come back for you. You know that they're going to do the worst. You know that they don't care about the consequences. And so even though I was comfortable where I'm at, I'm like, I don't need you to care that I'm going to come back for you. I'm not. <laughs> I don't need you to feel like, you know, oh, I'm not going to do this to her because she's going to come back and do this. and She's going to come back and do that because I'm not. And it's not about the conversation you're having when I'm gone because I'm gone. I'm not coming back. So I don't care about the conversations you are having. I don't care about the conversations you're going to have. And even if you talk to somebody whom, whom I will talk to in the future, if they bring you up, I don't care. I just don't care. So I felt like it didn't matter. But I felt like maybe that's why people do stuff to me because they know that they'll get away with it. Like that is a mindset. Like in my mind, I was like, that's not, it's a mindset, but what kind of mindset is it really? You know, so you're going to catch up with the wrong person. Somebody's going to catch up to you. It's not going to be me, though, because I'm not about to waste my time, my energy, my spirit. Um, and I'm definitely not about to be in court for nothing to happen. I'm just not about to have, I'm not about to drag this out longer than it should have to be. But this specific time, I'm like, this person, like they did this because they wanted a reaction out of me. And we have so much time invested and I'm just like, should I give them the reaction finally? Because it's not that I need them to see me. I don't care. It's just that they knew that they would get away with it. And they're hoping, like, hopefully she'll give me a reaction. Hopefully. And I'm just like, I should maybe just give that reaction. And you should never feed into what somebody really, really wants you to do. You should never do that. That's my advice. But I feel like I should really just feed into this because I'm just like, maybe even if I'm wrong, maybe this could be a push in the right direction. Maybe for this one time, I need to just at least see. I need to see what it's like to go and do that. Go experience that, go experience that side. Even though my idea was... I don't ever want to be that person. I don't ever want to be that girl. I want to be the person who's like coming back to retaliate. Like that's embarrassing. To me, it was embarrassing because I felt like let it go. Like you coming back to retaliate is kind of an admission that you either can't do better or you don't have faith that you can do better or like you just don't want to do better. 
And I'm just like, I'm not that person. I'm the person who's going to do better. That's my revenge. I'm going to do better than you. And even if I'm not, even if I'm in the same place the next time you see me, I'm still doing better not being with you because you did that. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm so better. I'm so much better in that situation. Not that I feel like I'm better than you. I'm better than doing that. I'm better than retaliating. That means that you got the best of me. You'll never do that. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. But then I was like, but if I do do that, it'll show me. It was kind of like an experimental thing. I was like, it'll show me that either... It'll show me that side of things. Because I told myself I'll never be that person. But who knows why so many people decide to be that person. So let me see why they decide to be that person. And they continuously do that. Like, I'm sure I know the consequences. I know what can happen. I know all these other things. You know, but maybe I need to experience that for myself. Because I can't say, you know, I've always been an advocate of don't knock it until you try it. But I don't want to. I don't want to influence anybody or encourage any type of things in that direction I genuinely don't but I just want to say that that's what I was thinking I was like I don't know if that's really maybe I really am that person and I'm hiding from that or I'm you know shying away from that because I'm afraid I know I wasn't afraid but because I knew what I was capable of if I wanted to be capable of that I'm just more intelligent than to do things just to prove I'm capable of them I know what I'm capable of I'm a human I'm capable of whatever I feel that I'm capable of. So I felt that I need to prove that. But I'm like, maybe I just do just to see. Maybe that is a part of me that I don't know about. So I was going to go do it. And God was like, no. God was like, no. Instead, how about read your Bible? How about pick up the Bible? Because he was like, you could go do that right now. You could. You can go do all of that. You can, you know, not care about the consequences. Let whatever happens, happens, you know. Whatever, you know, see if that's really part of you. Just go see, you know, maybe you could. Or you could just pick up your Bible and you could forget about all of that. And you could let me take the weight off of your shoulders. You could let me, you can give it all to me. And you can move forward. And I was like... Well, if that's always the option, I can just go and do that at any time, even if this doesn't work out, then let me just take this opportunity right now to read the Bible, give it all to God. And if that works, then no love lost. Like, not no love lost, but you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to go and see about that because this worked out. But if this doesn't work out, I can always go and see about that. That's always there. So I'm like, let me take the ladder. And so I actually picked up the Bible and I gave it my all because I'm like, if I don't give it my all now, then I can't ever really say that I tried. Because if I end up saying, no, this ain't working, and I go and do the worst, I want to say that I really gave that a chance so I can validate myself. And so I really gave it a real chance. And everything I put into God, God gave me like 10 times back. And ever since that day, like I have been a changed person, really. And God has been giving me so much more than I even deserve. And so, of course, I'm not going to look back. I've never looked back since that day. Actually, when I look back on that day, I'm not ashamed of it. He takes all the regret away. 
I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm also, you know, I'm also like, I don't want to say thankful because I'm just thankful God is always there. I just want to say that I was just, I'm just, I never needed to do that. I never needed to be the kind of person to learn a hard way. I never needed to be that person. Even though sometimes I would assume that position, I never needed to do that. God was always there telling me what would happen. And I will always be the kind of person who would trust him and believe him. And even though sometimes I would still have to learn the hard way, when it comes down to it, I still knew. I still trusted what he said. I just did that anyways. And I don't know what to say about that. Whether you call it dumb or experimental, whatever you call it. All I know is I still knew. So if the worst happened, I said to myself, but I knew the risk. I knew what that consisted of. I never say, but I didn't know. I didn't ever think that could happen. No, I know. <laughs> I definitely knew. But, you know, I'm still not ashamed or regretful because all of it, like everything that ever happened to me, bad or good, God used it to shape who I am. And he used it. He maximized on all of it, whether it be bad or good. He maximized on all of it in the best way, in the best direction. So after that, like the Lord, he he made it his business to show up. Like, really show up. Like, when I turned away from that and decided I'm going to give my all to God, he said, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking if I give this my all and I get nothing out of it, like some people say that they do, they give their all to God and get nothing out of it, you're going to go back and you're going to be the worst you could possibly be because now you've proved there's no good. So now I'm going to show you that the more you give is the more you get. And the more I gave, the more I got from him. And he showed me, he proved to me he was there, present, every second of the, like, all the whole time, every second of the day, just monitoring and making sure that I saw results on all of my work. And it was so just fulfilling. It was everything. And, of course, at that point, you're not even thinking about what you were thinking before. You know what you were doing. You know what got you there. But you don't care, like, because the only thing that matters is what's being provided. Like, nothing that you were thinking about doing could substantiate what you're getting. So, you're never going to go back. You're just not, like, I don't care if you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're not going back. You're just not. That's just like if somebody offers you a million dollars for nothing. And I mean really for nothing. Not like the stuff that people say for nothing. Like really for nothing. And you have the option of being poor. You're not going to stay poor. You're not. If you get offered your dream opportunity, you're not going to not take it to just be without. Now that's not counting whether there's a good reason not to take it. That's not counting that. But anyway, so I'm building a relationship with God and I'm growing with God. And so in this time, God is like, this is what happened. First, it started off me reading my Bible. And then like I was just doing a lot of things outside of myself, which were really not reflective of my character, which was really like hanging out with strangers and guys I really didn't know that much. 
And I was just like hanging out with them a lot only because not because I just wanted to, you know, prove anything to my ex because I didn't even consider him when I was hanging out with these guys. I didn't want to consider him. I was hoping that they didn't know him and he didn't know them. Like, I didn't want to prove anything. I just was hanging out with these guys. So I said to myself, why not? I'm young. There's plenty of guys out here. I might as well, you know, go and meet these guys. That's what I was saying to myself. Like, I was genuinely convincing myself that it was okay. And everybody, all the time. And I didn't think that this was God because I felt like this was like, this was just people being paranoid because people always say, don't get on the internet. You're running to a stranger who will kill you. Don't um go out and meet guys, you know, at the clubs because you never know if you ever return. All these different things. And it's like, I've done this stuff a million times and I've made it back fine. So it's like, I felt to myself like people are being very paranoid and I didn't want to encourage people to go do that. But I also didn't want people to tell me, like people everybody was crazy because I would meet so many different people and they would be you know even if it was something wrong with them it wasn't as you know crazy as people would seem if you stay in your house just like there's scripture in the bible that says there's a lion in the street I can't go out but it's like go out and see if it's a lion in the street and if it's a lion in the street maybe you can either conquer it or escape. Like, that shouldn't keep you in your house. It shouldn't keep you in your house. And so I felt like, you know, for somebody to tell me, don't go do this and don't go do that, that's keeping me from ever meeting anybody. And and who's to say how many opportunities I would have missed out on in my life just because I was afraid of what could have happened. And I've met so many different people and nothing happened. I'm not saying nothing could. I'm just saying, what if I had believed you And I didn't have all these different experiences to speak on. So I didn't feel like that was God. I felt like that was paranoia. But I realized now that really was God. Not because I had an experience where something was super detrimental to my life, which it could have been. I always prayed when I went out. Because I wanted to, you know, succeed that fear. I wanted to, you know, overcompensate for that. I wanted to be like, okay, I prayed. So I believe God. I trust God. So nothing's going to happen. I'm still going out because I'm not about to stay in and waste my life in the house because I'm afraid of what's out there. No, there's way too much out there. And to be quite honest with you, I'm pretty sure I'll meet some great people if I'm open-minded enough. And so I said, I'm going to go out there. I'm I'm open-minded enough. I can adapt to any situation. And not that I'm willing to adapt to any situation, but I know that I can. So I'm going to adapt to the situations that I feel will benefit my future. And I'm not going to let them keep me. And I'm not going to let my mind keep me in the house out of fear what could happen. Because a lot of things could happen on any given day, even if you're doing everything right. So I'm just not. And so I was out there and I was just meeting people. And to be quite honest with you, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I met a lot of different people. And what I learned is that that is mostly fear. That's definitely mostly fear. Like you can meet some strange people, but nine times out of ten, if you know how to handle yourself, 
If you know what you do want to be around and what you don't want to be around, if you can, you know, sense if a person is having off vibes or because you can't you don't always know. Some people are very good at lying. But what I'm saying is if you, if you can sense that that person is, you know, flowing with you or in a way just like if your spirit feels right with that person, like I don't want to give anybody advice that they can't actually follow. If that person feels off to you, then that then get away from them. Because you'll feel it. And what's wrong if you actually went out to meet them and that person feels off and you got away from them? But I will say that a few times people have felt off to me. And I, you know, I, I stood it. Like I, I withstood it. And I found out they were great people. So that's not even the best advice to give somebody. Just because somebody feels off to you at first doesn't mean that they're an off person. Sometimes the vibes are just off to begin with. And a lot of times I believe that that is the devil. Like he wants you to believe this person is not, you know, for you. And then you turn away from them and you never get an opportunity to see that they really were. And you don't know where you where you guys could have been, where you guys could have made it to. And it was so many different times where I met people and I was like, five minutes ago, I was just about to cut you off forever. But good thing I stayed another five minutes because you really worth being around. Like, you have to just take that chance sometimes. Sometimes you really do have to take that chance, but that doesn't mean all the time. So, what I learned is that I can't listen to anybody else about my life. Their life is theirs and mine is mine. Now, that doesn't mean that some people can't speak from wisdom and experience and I can't take heed. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is that most of the time, you should do what feels right to you. So, and a lot of times it won't feel right to you because you're just listening to what other people are saying. And that's what feels right. But to be quite honest with you, sometimes you just have to take that chance. You would just have to step out on faith if something isn't working for you. Especially staying to yourself. Now, that being said, I went out and I experienced people and I learned that a lot of people spoke out of fear. They would say, don't go do this and don't go do that because you don't know what could happen to you. And you don't know if you're safe and all this. And they really created fear that shouldn't have even been there. When I went out with these people, I found out that they were just as cool as I was. Like, I really thought every single time they said, don't go out and do this because you'll meet a crazy person. And I thought to myself, but what if somebody thought, thought that about me? I'm not crazy. I just want to meet people. What if somebody's just like me, just want to meet people? Like, I would have missed out on them because I thought to myself, I thought to myself they were crazy. What if somebody missed out on how good of a person I was because they thought to themselves I could be crazy? Like, and somebody and they're listening to someone else, that would be a really big loss. So I need to take that chance, and I did, and that was smart on my behalf because I met a, a bunch of different people who could have put me in a bunch of different places and opportunities in life but the only thing that really held me back that I and I don't want to make excuses for myself but the only thing that really held me back was the fact that I really felt like I was supposed to I had a requirement or obligation to my family that's what held me back I felt like I had some type of obligation to my family like I had to return there's there's no telling like it's I can't I can't count on one hand but I, there's so many different opportunities where if I didn't feel like I had some obligation to come home and return home there's no telling where I would be 
And I feel like in a genuine, like, in gen- like you don't know, you can never tell, but I really feel like I clicked with that person. And we could have been great. But that was me feeling like, well, I'm not going to take a chance on something new as opposed to something I already know. Even though there's good and bad to what I already know. And so if I can give advice to anybody, that would be to never hold yourself back. Never hold yourself back for what you've been through or what you've already known as opposed to what you can have. Because imagine not ever trying a new food because you're so used to what you already have tried. Because you had to try that food to begin with to like it, didn't you? So why wouldn't you ever try a new food and see if you like that? Worst case scenario, you don't like it and you never eat it again. Now, given it's different with people, worst case scenario, something could truly happen to you. But if you are smart enough, and this is not always this doesn't always apply. I don't want to give the impression that anybody anything that happened to somebody tra- tragically, it was because they weren't smart enough. But what I'm saying is that you can have navigational skills on your own. You can have navigational skills and that can help you to avoid certain things from happening. And nine times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, but a lot of times you can tell, you know, whether somebody's good or not. Especially if you're praying, especially if you're praying. So don't let anybody tell you, you don't know who you're meeting. Don't talk to strangers because how do you meet friends if you don't talk to strangers? Was the first friend you ever made a stranger first? Or did they or you were they born a friend to you? So you can't listen to people with their contradicting advice. But also at the same time be very careful because things can happen. But I don't want the thing is people always say the negative more than the good. They always say the negative more than the good. And I found that being out in this world. Everybody tells me all these things that could happen, and usually they don't. Usually I make it home fine. And the things that do happen, maybe they happen sometimes, but usually it's based off of my mentality. Do I believe that they'll happen? Do I have, am I in fear of them happening? Am I on guard because of them happening? Like, If I have faith that things can go well, they usually do. And that's just the fact. That being said, a lot of people do get hurt because of, you know, ignorance. So I don't want to say that this never happens. I just want to say that people warn you against the negative more than they encourage you towards the good. And a lot of times that can keep you from opportunities in life. And I've experienced that all the time. My family, friends, all of them always say, you need to be careful. You need to do this. You need to do that. I've never met an ex-murderer. You know, but that's not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, embark on your opportunities. That being said, people will say this so much. And now I'm seeing, like, a lot of the stuff that people would say, God was using, God was speaking through them. Now, that's not every time. Because what you don't realize, a lot of people know what they're doing. 
They know, they can tell, they see you, they know who you are, they've grown up around you, they know if you can handle yourself or not. If you get around somebody, you'll be able to tell whether they, they're, they're plotting on hurting you or not. They know if you can handle yourself. Like, some people will be honest enough to say, you know, be careful of this, but I feel like you can handle yourself. So, you know, just, you know, just in case, take some type of safety precautions like mace, taser, etc. You know, but other people will be like, oh, this will happen to you, that will happen to you. And a lot of times that's jealousy. It really is jealousy because they're afraid you'll go out and meet somebody great. And if you meet that person as great, that person can change your life and there's nothing they can do to stop it. And then other times it's people who feel like, you know, maybe they've been through something. So they're projecting onto you. And then other times it's people where they genuinely believe the stuff that they're saying. And it's kept them from so many different opportunities. Maybe they just don't see what's wrong with that. Like I said, projecting. But you can't listen to everybody about their lives because your life may not be the same. Like, if I would have listened to so many different people, there's no telling the different people I would have met. I've met so many great people who've who've taken me on great different, who've, who've shown me different things and made different great experiences in my life. And I genuinely felt like I would have really been able to embark on that more if I weren't so afraid of what people were saying. Like, I only let it get so far because I was afraid. But that being said, I don't regret anything. I genuinely don't. Because after a while, God called me. Called me to, in a way where it's like he's separating me from the crowd Like, I know how to adapt. I can adapt either way. I can adapt in isolation or I can adapt in a group, community, world setting. That's just who I am. But God called me to be set apart. And so he told me to stay home, start staying home. And I would say that I was meeting, like, I was definitely meeting a lot of people, like, I don't want to put a number on it, but, like, I was meeting a lot of people. I definitely was meeting a lot of people. And that's not to say that it was, like, more than just meeting them. I was just meeting them, genuinely. But it was, like, I was meeting a lot of people, and I was seeing a different walks of life, and I was finding out that most people are just like me, just want to meet people. It's not nothing, you know, superficial or behind it, really. Besides the basic things that can be avoided if you're clear on your attentions. That being said, like, there's really not much to be afraid of out there. Unless you're the type of person who you feel like somebody can hurt you or somebody can get over on you easily. Do you have confidence that nobody's going to hurt you unless you allow them to? Then they won't. And that's just the fact. So if somebody's constantly telling you that you'll be hurt... Or you need to be careful. Check their intentions. Do they believe that you are gullible? Or weak? Or do they have faith that you can handle yourself? In any or most situations? Are they really genuinely concerned? Or do they have hidden motives? Because sometimes people are speaking bad on your life. You know, a lot of times people, I know you're going to get home. 
but I just want something to happen to you. Not a lot of times, sometimes, sorry. I don't want to say this a lot of times. Sometimes it's like that. But I'm not saying that to encourage you to run and go jump into things that you're not prepared for. What I'm saying is, if you know you can handle yourself, don't listen to nobody else about your life. That's just that. And then, that being said, okay, so the Lord called me to stay home and just start staying to myself. So he would start talking to me after I was reading my Bible and making it a goal to be in my Bible every single morning. He was talking to me, guiding me. When I was out with people, he would say, now bring up God. Tell them a real authentic experience. Don't sound like a pastor. Tell them something that happened to you because obviously if you're hanging around them, drinking, smoking, you know, out at night, you're not perfect. They don't have to see you as somebody holier than thou. So if you tell them about your God experience right now, they will understand that God is not just for the people who are saints. It's not just for the people who are doing everything right all the time. And you don't have to be so perfect to speak about how good God is. Sometimes people need to hear that from people like that in order to see that even in all your sin and all your fault, he loves you and he's there watching or protecting you. And God would tell me to talk to people about this. And I wasn't a corny person. <laughs> I wasn't corny. I wasn't the type of person to be like, you know, I don't know what corny sounds like to somebody. But all I'm saying is I would speak from the heart. And when you speak from the heart, it's never corny. Especially to the people who you already around, which means they liked you anyways. So if you speaking from the heart, that's not corny. If somebody says it's corny, usually they just hating on you or they just don't want to hear the message. So it is what it is with them. But usually I know how to handle that too. Like it's just all about handling yourself and knowing how to. So I would speak the message of God only in the most authentic way. Like I was, it would, it would, it would be brought up authentically. Like God would put it on my heart. Like something would be, we would be talking about something in conversation already, and it would just be natural for it to already be led into that conversation. And I would just bring it up because it was genuinely how I felt. Like it really crossed my mind right then. Not because I was always looking for opportunity to talk about God. No, it genuinely crossed my mind right then, and it happened naturally. And then I was able to see, you know. That people need to hear these things. And the people who were so against it, whether they were for me or not, whether I need to be around them or not. And one time, I brought up God around somebody who I was actually with, but we were around his friends. And I found out, like, this person was really into God and wanted to hear my message and trusted me because it was authentic and genuine. But all his friends was like, no, like his friends was holding him back. And I just realized that in that moment, I'm like, it's always, this always happened. It's always that. I always meet the people who are so great, but they always have a crowd of people who's holding them back in life. And to be quite honest with you, that's not exempt from me. I've always been, probably I meet these kind of people because I can relate to them. Like, I'm going through the same thing. I always wonder why I can help people and can't really get out of the situation myself. And so, like, 
I realized, like, the person I was around, like, the people who was around him, he was relating to me. He was genuine. He was authentic. He understood what I was talking about. But every time his friends would chime in, he would always feel the need to kind of, like, relate with them. He would feel the need to kind of, like, put on a show for them. And I'm like, I can see it in your eyes, in your face. And the way you respond when they're not around. That you agree with me. And you know I'm telling the truth. And it's, this is real. I'm not being fake or corny just to make you agree with me. You know that. But your friends, because they so jealous, they want to make it seem like, oh my God, that's corny. This is who, this is such and such. He ain't like that. Or he, you know, he raw. He too raw for that. Whatever. And in reality, it would be like, you, the way you chimed in, I know you just don't want to see him at his best. And you know that's an opportunity for him to be at his best. And that's the truth. And so I used to like, I can't tell you to get away from your friends that was around before I got here. I can't tell you to do that because then you would be like, who are you? Like, what kind of type of person is you? People love to say, oh, you switched up. You changed for the person that's around you. And don't realize the person that came around you want, best, want better for you than people who've been around you. But I can't say that because I just got here. Even though I do. I just got to let you see that for yourself. So I realized, like, he wanted me around. But he also wanted to maintain a certain type of, like show or what you call it like facade for these people because he didn't want them to be like you switching up and in reality they wouldn't even felt like that they was just trying to keep him down sometimes people know you really a leader but they want to make you a follower because if you was able to lead you would do it better than them so they got to push you into following and that was offensive to me. It's offensive every time I see it. But I don't ever say anything. I got to let people see that for themselves. Only thing I do is I show them how I see them. I'm going to show you how I see you. I don't care what they're doing around me. I don't care if they call me corny. I know that they're going to end up telling you when I'm not around to stay away from me because they don't want you to live or be or, you know, stay in your full power. I know that they're going to do that. I'm expecting that. But also, I know that as soon as they do that, it's confirmation that they actually is who I thought they was. And you who I thought you was. So it's all depending on where you feel like you want to land. Like, if you cut me off like they told you to, then you want to stay in that shadow. You want to keep letting them dull your light. Like, you want to, you know, shrink yourself to fit in with them. But if you decide, you know, actually, nah, you're going to stay around, then obviously... It don't matter what they say. You, you, regardless. And that, that is more, I have more respect for you then. We connect better by then. So, I will always be me, regardless. I don't care what other people are saying. I'm not about to shy away from things. I'm not about to pretend to fit in with any type of group or crowd in order to look better, feel better. No, I'm just not. And actually, when I was younger, I did. I tried that. And it didn't work for five minutes. So, no. I'm good. Because even when I try to shrink to fit in, I always stand out. And they get mad. I can't be around you. 
I already tried to shrink to fit in with you, but somehow I stood out anyways. And now you just mad for no reason. How we gonna work? I gotta get from around you. Like, I can't do it. Like, I'm even trying to make you shine more. You know, I'm even trying to help you up. You know, I'll take the back seat. You can drive in, you can sit in the front. And I'm still shining more than you. And you mad? No, can't do it. Can't, that ain't gonna work. So, that was that. But um, this is what I'm used to. I'm used to being around people my entire life who want to dub me. They got to dub me. Because even though we all shine, I just shine so... I don't want, I don't ever want to be the person that shine so much brighter. But the way that they try to dub me, it shows. It proves it. It proves I shine so much brighter. Because if I didn't, then why do you need to dub my light? Why won't you just let me shine? Why is everything you do reflective of how you really want to put me in the background? You don't need to put me in a background if we shine equally or if I can't outshine you. You don't need to put me in the background, but you always trying to put me in the background because I'm outshining you. But as soon as you bring it up, they want to act like who you think you is. It's not who I think I am. It's who you think I am. Stop acting like that. So that being said, the Lord just called me to be isolated he called me to stay to myself not because I wasn't meeting so many great so many different great people but because the Lord wanted to make me who I asked him to make me and I wasn't being that person you know in the mindset I have because I didn't have nobody around me to teach me how to be that person only the Lord could teach me how to be that person so a lot of times we grow up in environments where people can't even teach you how to really shine as bright as you as you capable of because they didn't expect you to fall so far from the tree or they gave up on their dreams a long time ago. Nobody taught them how. They don't know how to teach you. So the Lord had to teach me. He's like, it's okay. You don't have a good role model around you. But I will be that role model. And as soon as he started doing that, at first it looked like I was actually dulling. It actually looked like I was getting smaller than what I was. And I had to sit through that stage where it felt like I'm becoming lesser than what I was. I might as well just stay where I was at. I had to sit through that stage of feeling like I was becoming lesser. But I was okay with that because, for one, I knew that I was becoming more. God had reassured me, but also I just, no, I'm going to say I just knew. God reassured me I was becoming more. And also, it didn't matter if I looked like I was becoming less. It felt better. So whether I look like I'm becoming more or less, it feel better. What I'm supposed to do, just go hang out and look like I'm more when I really feel like less? I've never been that type of person. I've never been that type of person to make it look like what it's not. I'm sorry. I can't stand it. If it ain't that, in five minutes, I'm going to blurt it out. Listen, this ain't that. I can't fake it. I'm good. You don't mess with me after saying that, then you just don't. I'd rather you not mess with me than be fake. I can't do it. So then I just stayed to myself. I stayed with God. God told me to be abstinent. I ended up becoming abstinent. After I became abstinent, the Lord just, like, he started showing up in different ways. And I feel like I knew it was him. 
but I did not want to, you know, I didn't want nobody to say, you know, you crazy. I didn't want nobody to tell me I was crazy. So, I just did what I was doing in private, which was praying and having faith in private. Because I would tell people about it, but I wouldn't tell them about the real stuff. Because I just knew that they would say I was crazy because it just didn't make sense in the world we was living in. So, or they would try to explain it off to some, as something else. So, the the kind of stuff that God was showing me, he would make it so I can't explain it off as nothing else. Because he knew I would if I could. And so, he was giving me some, like, real inexplainable stuff. And I wouldn't be able to tell anybody because I knew that they would think I was crazy. And the only people I would tell is people I truly trust. And even then, they would not listen. So, I just kept it to myself after a while. So, the Lord started showing me different things. Like, he started telling me stuff as it was happening. Like, you're a demon slayer. You're slaying demons right now. Like, you should see how many demons is dying around you right now. In this second. In this moment. And I would say, I know it, but I can't prove it. I can't prove it. And the Lord would be like, it's okay. You don't have to. It's happening. And so I would be like, yeah, as long as I know that, you know, I don't need other people to validate that. But when it comes out to it, how can I tell somebody else that? As great as an accomplishment that is, how can I tell somebody else that? They won't believe me. I can't prove it. But I knew I was truly slaying demons around me at all times. Just for, just out of, just, it was in my nature. It was really just in my nature. And so, I kept it to myself, but the Lord told me, like, I know how you feel. One day, everybody's going to know. One day, everybody's going to be aware of who you are and what you do. You know, effortlessly. And I was just like, it had been so long me doing that without people actually knowing who I was. I was so convinced, like, yeah, you know, maybe they will. Like, it's not even that you don't believe God when he said it. It's just that you know how people are. Even if they know it, they're going to deny it. Like, even if they know it's true, they're going to hate on you. They're going to say it's something else. They're going to explain it off as something else. They're not going to give you your credit. Even if it's in their face, the only way they'll give you your credit is everybody. If it is if everybody give you your credit. And everybody not doing that because they don't want you to really be who you destined to be. And if God knew, I mean, if, the, if all these people knew what I was, who I was to God and what I was doing, they would hate on me. Each and every single last one of them. I don't care what nobody say. They love to say they support people. They love to say they would do this, they would do that. Nope. No, they wouldn't. It would be, you know, a miracle for me to find at least one person actually supporting me genuinely. And so I was just like, I'm, I just didn't have no hope for that situation. And God is like, don't worry. One day they're going to see. In the flesh, in person, it's going to all come into play. They're going to try to tear you down, but it ain't going to work. So I started growing closer to God. He started showing me different things. And... Things he started showing me, he just started telling me stuff so that I could start working and doing stuff in the flesh. Like with my family, he would just tell me to say stuff to them. And I wouldn't even know what was really going on, what was really going on with them on the inside. But I, but my spirit knew. And he would just say, just say it. 
just tell them how you feeling, how, what I told you to say, what I put on your heart. And I will tell them, and my family or people will be like, wow, I know that's God speaking through you. Because either they just spoke to God about this, or like they just know that they didn't tell nobody else. There was no way for nobody else to know that's how they felt. And I will say that. And they will be like, wow, I know that that's God speaking through you. So one day I was reading my Bible and I was super into my Bible. And God was like, wow, you're really good at this. Keep going and, you know, things are going to end up really great for you. Giving me all the great news. Everything's going to be great. This is where you're going to end up. Nobody can stop you. You know, you have a bright future ahead of you and all this other stuff that God was been, has been telling me my whole life. But I just haven't. My life haven't been reflective of it. So I knew it, but I was just like, you know, still a little discouraged by recent events. And then that's when God was like, you know, that's when, no, that's when a spirit had came and it was like, listen, before you keep going forward. And it was like right before I felt like I was about to reach for something that was super important, super valuable. In my spirit, and the spirit was like, before you grab that, before you do that, there's another way. Go the other way. You don't have to take this route. You don't have to go that route. You don't have to believe that. And I was just like, what do you mean you don't have to believe this? This is all true. Is it not? Not that I was even asking the spirit for, it was a rhetorical question. This is all true. And the spirit was like, go this way. You don't have to listen before you do that, before you walk through that door. Consider this. And I looked at the spirit and I looked at what it was asking me to consider. And it looked at it, it pointed me towards my mother. I looked at my mother. My mother was looking at me like she knew the spirit. But it wasn't her. And then that's when I said to the spirit, no, because you don't have anything to offer me more than what, Lord, what the Lord can offer me, period. But the spirit was pretty much saying like, wait, before it's too late, before it's too late, come this way. And that told me like, what do you mean before it's too late? I have so much more to learn over here. I'm looking at this door and I'm seeing just a path of all this knowledge, righteousness, blessings, all this great stuff ahead of me. And then the spirit is like, before you go through that door, what about what's over here? And the way the spirit made it sound, they didn't make it sound like you can come see what's over here and get back to that door. Even though you could, they didn't want that. They wanted me to just go over there. And the spirit sounded desperate and thirsty, like... Please, no, not like they was going to lose one because they didn't have me. But just like, you know, they so desperate to keep me from accomplishing or getting through that door and seeing what I'm able to accomplish was so draining. The spirit was so disgustingly draining. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. But the spirit was a good liar talking about, um, well, then you'll miss out on what it is you could learn over here. 
And I'm just like, I just told myself, like, it's nothing that's over there that's way, that's more important or more, or more, you know, valuable than what it is I can learn over here. And I went towards that direction. And the funny thing about it is when I said that, the spirits felt like it couldn't lie. Like, that's true. It's not, there's nothing over here more, more valuable than what you can get from over there. That's true. But if I can lie and entice you to get you to come over here, you know, who cares about truth? And I'm just like, nah, I do. And I went in the direction of God and I stayed on that path. But that spirit always took that, you know, that contemplation, that hesitation as a door or a window cracked. And it stayed in a way, but at a distance. So moving forward, I look back and I noticed that one day I was, I got on a meditation app and I wanted to just find peace anyway. And I decided to start meditating on the Lord. The Lord told me as soon as I opened this app, no, don't do it. This is a trick. The meditation app is really just full of demonic spirits. That's the devil lying, making you think that it's something new or something really beneficial. In reality, it's just it's just another way to possess my people and lead them away from me. So I said, you know what? I'ma just meditate on God then. And he was and, and the Lord was like, When you pray, that's meditation. You already be meditating. And I was like, well, why don't I feel peace? And he's like, just be patient. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not turning away from you. I'm going to give it a shot only to see for sure if that's for me or not. But I'm going to make sure I incorporate God in everything that I do. So when I was on a meditation app, I would just pray. I would make sure the Bible app was playing and I would pray while I was meditating. And I, I noticed that they were fighting each other. But I would fight harder for God. And so one day the Lord was like, you know, what happened was I actually got the peace I was seeking. I got the peace I was seeking, but it was a, it was a weird kind of peace. It was a kind of peace where it's like, this is too good to be true. This peace is too real. I went out with my friends and the peace I so-called had was like, it was like overpowering any and everything around me. In a way where it's like I knew it wasn't of God because it was just too serious. It was not serious, but it was like this is not the kind of peace God would give me because it's like it feels like it's a it's just not me. It's not me. So when I was around people, like it was this feeling of don't respond to this. Don't respond to that because they're just trying to um, mess up your peace. And when I didn't respond to it, I would the spirit would say, now look at their face. Look at how they reacted to you. And I would look at their face and I would see like they really was trying to ruin my peace by the things that they were doing. The little things, the little subtle things that they were doing. Like saying just subtle things or doing subtle things that really meant or it seemed like they meant nothing. But really, they were they knew exactly what they were doing. That's exactly what the spirit showed me. The spirit showed me that. People know exactly what they're doing. They really do. They just pretend like, you know, that's just me or I did that out of the habit or they pretend like they didn't know what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. And so 
as soon as that happened, I realized to myself, like, even though this is beneficial, I'm able to see through people's, you know, mess and, you know, facades. I don't need it. And it was it was too easy for me to get whatever I wanted with this spirit. Like anything, anything I wanted, it was kind of just landed in my lap. And I said to myself, that's not me. That's not normal. Because not that I should, you know, I don't feel like I don't deserve these things. It's just, I like it when it feel natural. This don't feel natural. This feel like, you know, it just feel too good to be true. With God, it's, if it don't ever feel too good to be true, it just feel real good. So, I was like, nah, I don't trust this. And God was like good like he was relieved like you saw through it good thing because this was a really sneaky spirit like if i was thirsty and hungry for power i would have got sucked right in so easy so easy but i was just the type of person where it's like i'd rather be without power i'd rather people feel like they get over on me than to be with this spirit which i know is not me it's just not me and I know that if I continue in this way, I'll become unrecognizable. Like, it's people who like that, it's like, I don't want to judge you, but I just want to say that you know better. You always knew better. But you was okay with it. And that's just scary because you don't know what that spirit really got up their sleeve if they're willing to give you all that. So I was like, no. I knew that this demon, because this demon attached itself to me, it must have been something really big behind it that I didn't know about. Even though the spirit made me feel like, what do you have to offer me? I knew that I got to be offering you something if you're giving me all this for nothing. You ain't giving me all this for nothing. So I was like, nah, I got to get rid of you because you ain't taking whatever it is. Whatever it is, way more valuable than whatever you feel like you offering. So that's when I was like, nah, I'm good. And then I went to go meditate again. I meditated for a week on this with this meditation app. But I always incorporate God with it. So it couldn't get me fully. So after a week, God was like, don't pick it up again. Delete it. Don't use it no more. And I, I was like, eh, maybe that's God, but maybe that's just my paranoia. I picked it up again, and I was about to meditate again. God said, no, stop Turn it off. And I turned it off and I deleted it. And I knew that that was God for real. So then I decided to start. Just start praying and meditating. And the spirit was like, remember what you was doing before? You wasn't getting good enough results before. That's why you was on the meditation app. Go back to the meditation app. Remember the results you got in that? And God was like, don't listen to it. Just don't listen. And so that's when... I decided to not listen and I didn't pick up the meditation app again because I knew that was God. And then next you know, two days went by. The spirit was, for those two days of spirit all day, all night, get on the meditation app, get on the meditation app, get on the meditation app, as if it was like, feed me. And then two days later, I stayed on my Bible app and I did not get on the meditation app and I made it clear I was never going back. And the spirit and the demons showed up in my spirit. They show up 
it was a big male demon who was super big and masculine and just breathing like, <gasps> and it was just so disgusting. And it was a big female type demon that was breathing the same way, but just like super disgusting. It was huge. They were massive and they were standing over me and they were so nasty. They were so angry. They talking. They was talking about some, you'll be back. And when you get back, we're going to get you. They were so mad. And I was like, thank you, Lord, I listened to you. Because those two days, I felt like that was a window. If I would have went back, they would have been attached to me. But since I trusted God and decided I was going to delete that app and never look back, and I really believed it was your voice, even though the spirits was like, that's not God. That's not God. And I believed that it was, and I trusted that. Those spirits showed up mad two days later. You'll be back. And when you get back, we're going to kill you. We're going to be waiting for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Good thing I listened. Good thing I listened. Good thing I was really on my Bible app. Good thing I never stopped reading my Bible. And after that, I was like, this is real. I can never get on that app again. Even though the spirits were still in the background at a distance talking about, that was a lie. Get back on the meditation app. It'll help you. Always trying to pop up every now and again, trying to get me back on the meditation app. And I just knew what I saw. And I was like, nobody will believe me. Nobody will believe me. But the, the meditation app was becoming more and more popular. I was seeing more and more people like downloading it. It was on everything and every advertisement on every YouTube video. I was like, wow. Ain't no telling how many people being dragged down with that. I hope that God is getting to them like he's getting to me. And part of me knew that he was. You know, but I was just hoping that they had enough sense to listen like I did. And I'm like, yeah, they will because there was no way I wasn't listening. But the way these nasty demons looks, they worse than any scary movie you ever watch. And they said that I'll be waiting for you. You'll be back. And I was like, no, I won't. What makes you think you just showed up like this and I'm coming back? But the way that they were so confident about that made me feel like they knew the future. And I felt to myself, like, I'm going to stay praying because for some reason they know who I am. And I just, in that moment, I decided, like, I'm going to stay prayed up. Because I can't do this without God. I really can't. And I don't trust anybody who think that they can Especially with stuff like this out here, waiting for me, waiting for us. I'm like, I'm just a regular person. What would they be waiting for me for?